How do you know what God is telling you to do with your life and what decisions to make about all those big life choices? Does God really help you make decisions? Why would he even care about those little decisions anyway? There's so many questions. Today, let's see what answers he provides. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck in searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grownups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred, it's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. Good morning, kindreds. It is a beautiful day here in Missouri. The sun is shining and God is good. May his face shine upon you all day today. Today, I want to talk to you about how to know what God's will is for you in all your decisions, but especially those big life decisions. God cares about everything you do and every decision you make. He wants to be part of every aspect of our lives. He is waiting for you to call on him. Jeremiah 29, 12 says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. God hears you, friends. The problem lies therein in us hearing him and knowing what he is saying. He gives us the Bible as a guide. He gave us the Holy Spirit as a counselor. It's up to us to seek him and find him. And his word specifically says that in Jeremiah 29, 13, he says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. He is always there and he is always ready to answer. The answers may not always be blaringly apparent and he may not always answer the way that we think he should or the way that we want him to, but he does answer. Sometimes, however, the answer is to wait on him. Sometimes the answer is so apparent that you're blown away by his grandeur. When I applied for principal positions the very first time, I was invited for an interview at a little school um, a little ways away from my home. And of course, I did a lot of research and checked out everything that I could online. When I got to the interview, I was blown away by the fact that they were a four-day school week. I had no clue. That was not something that I saw online or I just missed it. I was blown away by that. God had worked that out for me. I was going to be away from home, but he worked it out to where I was only away from home four days a week instead of 
five days a week. How amazing is that? It was like everything was God, like he had shined a light on every bit of it. So, I mean, he worked everything out. We just have to wait on him and trust him. And he works every single detail out, even better than we could imagine. We just have to partner with him. So are you partnering with God in every decision that you make, no matter how big or how small? God wants to be part of every single decision that you make. If you partner with God, I mean, if you are in true alignment with him, your decisions will always be based on his will. Every decision that you make will be a reflection of your relationship with him. And today I'm going to give you six ways to know God's will for your life. So number one, read his words. If you want to know what God is saying, you have a written blueprint, my friend, a set of directions. You have the Bible, my loves, and all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. And that's in 2 Timothy 3.16. When we read his word, there are different reasons that we read. So I read the Bible for different reasons myself. Sometimes you read just for pleasure, just to feel closer to him, to feel good, just to know him more intimately. Another reason is for a deeper learning, like a Bible study. When you do a Bible study with like your ladies group, or if you do a Bible study on your own, that is foundational learning and it deepens your relationship with him by knowing him completely intimately and understanding him from a different, different perspective when you do it with other people. Sometimes you read for a better understanding about a specific topic. And trust me, friends, the word of God is alive and it's active right now. Maybe it's something that he's revealed to you. Maybe it's something you've heard from others and it will give you a better understanding of their perspective. Again, like I said, in a group study, you get everybody's perspective. But when you hear something from someone and you're not in a group setting, you still like a lot of times I will just be like, wow, I did not even think of that or I hadn't heard that before. And I want to go and study that and really get a better understanding of it. And I believe that God reveals his word to people differently so that re we receive his words the way he needs us to at that specific moment. And sometimes I will just read the Bible because there's something that interests me. I was preparing an episode about new wine. And because I had heard the song New Wine, and I just really wanted to do some research on that. So I really started doing some research online, Googling some things, and he revealed a whole lot of things to me that I did not know. And God does not care if you Google topics to know what the verses are or what verses to read. Sometimes I want to know every verse that is specific to a word that he's given me or a topic that he's given me. So I will Google Bible verses related to wine, and I will get every Bible verse that is related to that topic. And it helps me to know exactly what verse I'm looking for. And then I can look that verse up and read the whole context because you always want to read everything before and after. So you're not missing the point. And sometimes if we don't read the verses before and after, we kind of make up our own interpretation of a verse sometimes, and we don't want to do that. So we always need the context in which that verse was written. Number two, pray. 
If you want to know what God is saying to you, you have a direct line to him through prayer. He provides wisdom and clarity when you pray. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And the more you pray, the more you understand him and the more you understand how to hear him and you get more confident in what you're saying to him and Holy Spirit will guide you. Think of it like your significant other or your family members or your friends when you first became friends. You learned about them and how they think from having a conversation with them and really getting down and talking to them about everything. You don't learn about someone if you don't talk to them. And we learn about God by talking to him. So make sure you set time aside every single day to talk with him. And I don't just mean one time a day. Talk to him throughout the day. I do my best in the morning when I can just really sit and focus on him and I have a clear head, I have clearer thinking. And so morning is a great time for me to start out with him. And you definitely want to give the first few minutes of your day to God and talk to him and just discuss your day with him. And then pray throughout the day as well. I pray a lot of times when I'm in, when I'm in my car, I will be driving along and I'll be listening to something. And I mean, all of a sudden it's just overwhelming and I just completely shut the radio off. And I just have a conversation at that moment because there's something I need to talk to him about. And that's a prompting, I think, from the Holy Spirit to go into prayer with him. And I also have a an alarm set on my phone. So it will send me a little prompting several times a day because sometimes you just get busy and you we just forget we're human. We forget to pray and we forget to talk to God. You know, I forget to call my kids sometimes during the day. I will be like my son called me one day at work and I was super busy. I could not talk to him at that moment. And I told him, I'll call you back in like an hour or whatever it was. And like seven hours later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot to call my child back. So sometimes I forget as well to talk to God and I don't want to do that. So I set an alarm so I don't forget. And it doesn't have to be formal. God is okay with you having a quick little chat with him and maybe just two or three minutes and say, God, I'm having a rough moment at this very particular time of the day. Can you please just help me do a reset, help me calm down, whatever the case may be. I work with kids at school all day. And sometimes things don't go well. And sometimes I feel really bad about the way I handle the situation. I'll be like, God, please help me reset, help me calm down, help me say the right words. Number three, use your brain. God has given us wisdom and knowledge already. Use it and use your past learning experiences. He says that he will instruct us and teach us in the way that we should go and that he'll counsel with us. But he also says not to be like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with a bit and bridle or it will not stay near you. That just simply means don't be stubborn about what he's telling you. Use discernment in the things that he's telling you and the the messages that he's sending you in the different ways. He usually, in my experience, gives us bite-sized pieces of information at a time so we can digest it because too much and we might just choke on it. I think I've told you this many times before, but we use bite-sized feedback in education. So 
I do real-time feedback with the teachers that I coach and we give them one piece of, of information at a time that they need to work on so they don't become overwhelmed, so they don't feel defeated, and so they can actually accomplish it in a short amount of a short amount of time. So when I am thinking about my podcast episodes, sometimes I I'm just like, oh, I want to tell them this and that and this and that. And God's like, whoa, back her down just a little bit, my friend. That's just too much. And that you can take that one bit of information that you wanted to say right now, and you can turn that into a whole other podcast episode. And it will be received more fully with better understanding if you make that a whole episode on its own rather than jamming it in this episode. And I'll get wisdom from other people and I'll just be like, oh my gosh, I can use that in an episode and I'll go home and I'll start typing things out. And it may not be what God's wanting me to use at that moment. And so I... I have a lot of um, episodes that I've started typing, but they're not quite finished yet because he's like, wait, I need you to wait, calm down, back her down there a little bit. That's a Southern thing, back her down there. And number four, seek counsel. Everyone has a perspective and talking with others about learning together, it gives us different perspectives. And a little banter is a good thing because it really pushes our thinking, especially when everyone has the same goal. Different perspectives come from different life experiences and different years of seasoning. I have more life experiences and different seasoning than my children. So I come with a little bit more wisdom on some things, but there are some things that my kids even just from the experiences that they've gone through especially my son who's been in the military and he is a big time researcher. He'll look things up online like crazy and do a lot of research as well. He's just like me in that, but he comes with a different perspective sometimes. And it's sometimes it's a perspective that I didn't even think of. And it really pushes my thinking and God puts those people in our path. So we see those different perspectives and he provides those, those different mentors and counselors just to push our thinking. And number five, understand your own motives. Just because something is easy or going well doesn't mean it's from God or doesn't mean it's God's will for us. He still wants you to come to him and seek confirmation that your choices are his will for you. And sometimes our motives aren't as pure as we think they are. Sometimes we see things the way we want to see them rather than the way they are. An example would be you want something really bad. And so you do a devotional about that specific thing, whatever it is. And you, you're like, okay, that sounds good. And then maybe that day you hear a song and you're like, oh my gosh, I think that's, that means that he's wanting me to do this thing. And then maybe you get one more thing, but sometimes it's just a song that played on the radio guys. And it just happened to come on at that particular moment. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that is what he's wanting. And we have to be really careful about that. And we have to really be in tune with him to know for sure. So you go back to those other things. You read your Bible, you pray, you seek counsel. And then the hardest thing of all, number six, you have to be patient. But you have to be vigilant in listening to what he is saying while you're being patient and while you're waiting on him. So don't rush what he's saying. 
And this is hard, especially when you're eager to move forward. But sometimes he's aligning everything, getting everything in place for you. And if you push forward and you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is what he's telling me and I'm going to go for it. It doesn't always line up and things are rough in the beginning sometimes. And sometimes he makes you wait because he's testing your perseverance and your devotion to what he's got for you. An example of that is that um, I've I've sold several different things in my lifetime. Um, I've sold Pampered Chef, for example, a couple of times. Uh, not because I necessarily wanted to become rich and famous or whatever. I usually just want the the stuff, and I don't want to buy it. So I have parties, or I become a hostess, so or uh, not a hostess, but um, a consultant, so I can get the stuff at a cheaper rate. But I've also done things like makeup and. I have not always seen that to fruition. And so there was one not too long ago that I did. I thought, this is great stuff. I love it. It's it's what I want to do. And so I thought I can make a little extra cash on the side. And so I started that and did not take me very long to realize that is not what I wanted to do. So here I'd been putting it on Facebook and all of the places and like, I'm doing this guys. Hey, look, look at me. Come buy the stuff for me. And that's not what I wanted to do. And I realized that very quickly. And then the makeup didn't even work with my skin because I have that midlife skin and things are just not working out so well with that. And so I quit and I didn't even give it a chance. So he may be making you wait a little bit to see if you're actually going to follow through and stick with whatever he has for you. And if you quit things when the work gets hard, then he may not want to give you what you really desire, but instead give you something a little less satisfying. And we don't want that. So we want to make sure that we are working for him. At everything we do, we want to make sure that we're working at it as if we're working for him specifically, as if he is our employer. All right, guys. So let's go back through these and let's recap one last time. We want to read his word. Number two, we want to pray. Number three, we want to use our brains because they're actually pretty, pretty good. Number four, seek counsel. Number five, understand your own motives. And number six, be patient. And I hope today was a blessing to you. And I hope you're able to take some of the content that you heard today and use it in your life to make those big decisions. And I would love it if you would hop on over to Apple Podcasts or Apple iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. If you just hit that five star, that would be amazing. It helps bump my show up to be seen by others. And it also helps me know what content that you enjoy. And it helps me to grow the show because of that. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you know someone who would benefit from the content of this show, then send them my way. I would really appreciate that. And lastly, if you need clarity, if you are seeking to understand what God has got for you and you need some help with that, I would love to help you find that clarity through some coaching. I do coaching to help you know what God's will is for you. I help you figure out your gifts and talents and what you can do with those toward your next big life change. So I would love for you to connect with me. I will have 
all of the information in the show notes, but you can email me at Mel Vandevort, M-E-L-V-A-N-D-E-V-O-R-T at gmail.com, or you can click on the link in the show notes for a career clarity session, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift you up and give you peace. Have an amazing day, my friend.